Hello, and welcome to the Handman Podcast, a weekly audio broadcast all about the human hands. I'm Ken Lagerstrom, and I'll be your host for this exploration into one of my favorite topics. Each week I examine a different hand-related subject, answer questions, and give away a handy prize. This week's topic on the Handman Podcast is basic palmistry. Of course, there's far more to palm reading than can be covered in only a few minutes, so here's a bit just to get you started on reading the lines. The first one to learn is the line of life. Now the lifeline is the one that arcs in a semicircle around the thumb, and it shows the basic vitality, constitution, and inner strength. Now the larger that arc is, the more outward the person is, the more outgoing and socializing. Whereas the smaller the arc, the more introverted the person naturally is. As with all the other lines, the optimum condition is to be clean, clearly marked, and free of breaks and other markings. Next is the line of head. The line of head is situated just above the start of the lifeline, and it runs horizontal across close to the center of the palm. It's the horizontal line that sits closest to the lifeline. The line of head shows the basic mentality, cognitive function, in other words, the way we think. Now, again, of course, you want it nice, clear, deeply marked, no breaks or chains in it, and the way it sits across the hand, if it's more horizontal, you tend to have a more practical, pragmatic type person. Whereas when it slopes down towards the percussion or heel of the hand, the person is far more imaginative, taken to flights of fancy, uh, far better fiction author, for example. The next horizontal line sitting just above the line of head is known as the heart line or line of heart. that shows the basic emotions and matters of the heart. Now again, clean, deep, running nice and straight across the hand, and it's best on that one to have a slight upward turn towards the end. That line ends under the index finger or middle finger area of the hand. It starts under the baby finger. Next we have the vertical line, known as the line of fate. That's the one that runs upwards towards the middle finger is the normal end. Now that one shows the career, the ambitions that we work on and achieve, where we commit ourselves and discipline ourselves to. A very clear, deeply marked line of fate shows a good deal of determination, stick to somebody who's really going to get there in the end and see their ambitions through. Whereas a faintly marked line of fate, or one that's broken up into, into many smaller pieces, st- tends to show somebody who's far more free to change their jobs, uh, more at will or every few years. Then there's the line of health, or hepatica. Hepatica meaning liver line. That's the one that runs on an angle from the base of the baby finger down across the hand and often cutting through the line of life. It will either cut through or just come close to it. The optimum position and placement for that line is actually to not be there at all, which shows the healthiest constitution. Where it is present, you want a single line instead of many of them, because each line is said to represent another health, ailment, or issue within the body. As long as the line does not cross through the line of life, very good strong health is indicated. There are many smaller lines as well, known as the minor lines. A couple of the more interesting ones, one, the line of marriage. It's a little horizontal line that sits just underneath the baby finger at the side of the hand. Very short line, and situated just above the line of heart. Now with the line of marriage, it's said that the higher up on the hand it is, the later the life in marriage. That's when it's very close to the baby finger. And when it's lower on the hand, closer to the line of heart, that's an earlier marriage indicated. And finally, the lines of children. These are the little vertical lines that are sitting right at the end of the line of marriage. 
Now, some hands will have one, two, or even three lines of marriage on them. The children lines are said to be the ones that actually cut through a line of marriage, and they'll cut through towards the end of it. And it's also said on those that the deeper, straighter lines represent boys, and the more curved lines represent girls. And now it's time for a little Q&A. These questions are selected from among the many sent to me by email. If you have a hand-related issue of your own you would like answered, just go to the humanhand.com website and click on Ask a Question. Our first question today comes from Ricky, who writes, I have read on your site that palm reading cannot predict the future. I tend to agree I also do some palm reading on my own. But when I went to another popular site, I found that this person makes predictions for the future based on the lines on the hand. For example, if you've got a large island at the end of your headline, it could mean age-induced dementia, and so on. He claims that lines reflect characteristics both momentarily and chronologically. I'm really confused right now. Can the hands predict the future? Well, the reason that palmistry cannot accurately predict the future is because the lines of the palms do change somewhat over time. Thus, any future predicted is really the probable outcome, not the definitive outcome. Or in other words, the hands can show the probable future, but not the future. Changes in the palmar lines can also be intentionally induced. Now, the palmar lines will change when there is a lasting change in the natural thought process. Illnesses will often show on the hands before there are any other physical symptoms, and in the same way, the lines of the hands can change to show a healthier future before there are any other noticeable physical improvements. But if an illness is shown by the hands, the individual is best advised to take corrective action, you know, be it lifestyle, diet, medication, etc., whatever's appropriate, at their earliest opportunity. Next is a question from Kelly, who writes, About a month ago, I noticed the knuckle of my middle finger on my right hand, the knuckle closest to the back of my hand, was swollen and painful. I don't think I injured it to cause the swelling, so I figured with time it would just go away. Throughout the course of the next few days, the swelling went down, but I'm still having trouble with the movement. All the other joints in the hand are fine and without pain. It's mostly when this middle finger is pulled sideways in either direction that causes the knuckle to hurt. There's no constant pain, just mostly when I accidentally move my finger the wrong way. I haven't gone to my family doctor yet because I'm still hoping it'll just heal itself eventually, but after four weeks I'm beginning to get concerned. Could this be a serious condition? Well, Kelly... I'm not a physician, but from what you've described, it sounds like you've either dislocated the middle finger at the knuckle, or you've damaged a tendon or ligament. It really doesn't sound like arthritis to me, but a broken bone from osteoporosis could perhaps account for the problems. Personally, I might suggest visiting a chiropractor anyway first, to see if there's a simple alignment adjustment that may correct the knuckle function. Otherwise, a doctor's visit is certainly warranted. Four weeks is definitely longer than it should take to notice more improvement than that. And I would advise against getting any hand reflexology treatments until your knuckle is recovered. One other thing is, according to most alternative healers, there is a direct link between physical ailments and emotional patterns. Damage to this knuckle would indicate an issue with your personal sense of worthiness or the superego. Review your experiences from the time just prior to the finger having troubles. Look for a major issue, and I mean major issue, with your personal finances, education, or mental intimacy. And, since the problem is showing on the back of the hands, not the palm side, this means that that related emotional issue is readily visible to others, so attempting to hide the problem is simply wasted energy. Next question is from Avanish, who writes, What do ten reverse loops on a hand mean? Does it mean abject poverty? 
I do have ten radial loops on my hand. Well, Avanish, you've almost certainly mistaken the common loop or ulnar loop for reverse loops or radial loops. The radial loop is the one characterized by the presence of one triradius at the base of the print on the percussion side, that's the baby finger side. So the loop leans towards the baby finger. And in an examination of more than 50,000 people's individual fingerprint combinations, not one person had radial loops on all 10 fingerprints. Yet, having all 10 prints common loops was fairly frequent. And finally, a question from Q, who writes, I have a simian line on both hands, as do both of my sons. I've heard very negative things about this, and I'm a little worried for my children, who are ages 7 and 13. I'm, am I just being paranoid about this, or is there some truth to the negativity of the simian line? If so, how do I help my children with the negativity of the simian line, or the curse of it? Well, Q, uh, the simian line formation is not all that uncommon. Variations of the marking appear on at least 2% of people. And is it positive or negative? That all depends on who you ask and what's your point of view. The simian line just shows an extremely intense personality. The thoughts, represented by the line of the head, and the emotions, represented by the line of heart, are joined together in a single expression of energy. Now, as far as is it good or bad, well, North American Indian palmistry typically views the simian line as an extremely favorable marking. They consider it to be a great blessing. Then, whereas in Asian palmistry, it's typically considered that the simian line is good on a man's hands, but very negative for a woman's hands. And people with the marking very often do extremely well in business and or sports. European palmistry typically views the simian line as a negative trait, but of course, it makes me think, then what about the highly successful athletes and businessmen with the simian line? And there is some medical evidence that the simian line is an indicator for Down syndrome, but your children are well past the age 5 already, so it probably isn't any real concern for you. Now, as far as the simian line goes and what you can do, meditation is especially helpful for people with this formation. Just don't force it. Meditation needs to be a time of inner peace. That's one thing that people with the simian line can easily forget. And any kind of meditation is good, as long as it's one that feels right at the time. Try various moving meditations, like Tai Chi or Yoga, if your mind needs something to focus on and you can't sit still. And everyone has strengths and weaknesses. The main weakness of the simian line is that tendency to emotionally commit to things before fully thinking them through. And the main strength is that pure focus and determination. Now that pure focus is something that people will work a lifetime on meditating in order to develop. Once with the simian line, have it naturally. That's all for this week's questions. If you have a hand-related issue of your own you would like answered, remember you can go to the humanhand.com website and click on Ask a Question. As I mentioned earlier, a handy prize is given away each week. This week's giveaway is a signed copy of my book titled Phoenix Palmistry, Your Life is in Your Hands. This booklet was first printed back in 1994 and is no longer available for purchase, either in stores or online. To enter, send an email to podcast at humanhand.com with the subject giveaway. You will also have to answer the following skill testing question. In what year did the humanhand.com website start? One winner will be randomly selected from all correct entries, and the closing date to enter this giveaway is Friday, May 26, 2006. Only one entry per person, please. Good luck! Well, that's about all the time we have for today's Handman podcast. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check in again next week for another episode. 
If you have any comments or questions regarding this broadcast, please send them by email to podcast at humanhand.com. You can also visit my website at www.humanhand.com. Thank you, and have a great day.